Hi everyone and welcome to 21 Questions, the podcast where we talk about life, faith and Christianity in about 20 minutes during 2021. Yeah, my name is Rich Jones and I'm a pastor at Living Rock Church and this is my good friend and colleague Mike Shooter who is also a fellow pastor at Living Rock Church. Yes, so we are on episode number 11 and in about 10 minutes we will be halfway through 21 questions season one i don't really know how we do season two if it's 21 questions but that's a question for another day we're not 24 work for 24 yeah maybe maybe um but in 10 minutes we'll be about halfway through anyway so that's exciting that's good news um The whole of this series and the rest of it will be on our uh, YouTube channel, Living Rock Church. You can also find this podcast on all major podcasting platforms. And uh, all the links you could ever need will be in the description below, as per usual. So this week, we are going to be asking a very interesting question, and maybe a question that we possibly should have covered before now, um, depending on why you're here. But this question is, what is a Christian? We've talked about what Christianity has offered the world, why people don't believe in God anymore, but what actually is a a Christian? A Christian? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Like a Christian. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think everybody would have their opinion on what makes somebody a Christian if they're not familiar with the Christian faith. You know, maybe... Mm. They were christened or confirmed uh, as a baby, as a child, or perhaps just growing up in a Christian country makes yep. somebody think, I'm a Christian. They just kind of almost like inherited it from their parents, it's like yeah, whatever yeah. their mom or their dad put on their birth certificate, Church of England or mm-hmm. Catholic or whatever, then they kind of adopt that and think, well, that's my, that's me. I'm a Christian. Tick. Yep. And, um, you know, people will obviously have a view on Christians and Christianity thoughts about how Christians should act and how they should behave. Um, And, you know, the the sort of, I suppose, the the, the sense of, I can't believe you did that, you're a Christian. You know, that kind of, (laughs) once somebody knows that you profess to be a Christian, they hold you up to a higher standard, which actually... Yeah, it's fair enough. It's fair (laughs) enough, and um, and that's fine. But um, what actually makes somebody a Christian is something that we're going to discuss together today. Obviously, the Bible has loads to say about that, but... Um, we'll talk a little bit about, firstly, the origins of the, the name Christian, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Why because, we're called Christians. I mean, to be called a Christian, um, did, uh, Christians didn't coin the phrase themselves. Um, they would have been considered followers of the way back in yeah. the day. Um, and uh, that's kind of how they would have talked about themselves as disciples of Jesus. And um, Christians were first called, the Bible tells us, they were f- uh, people were first called Christians in Antioch, mm-hmm. uh, a place where the um, kind of original... Christians had been scattered to when persecution came and and uh, actually the likelihood is most commentators would say that the the phrase Christian uh, was probably some sort of insult it literally means little Christ and it was like someone mm. coming up to you and like oh you little Jesus <laughs> you know trying to take the mick and uh, ironically then it's it's now what we're coined as across the world <laughs> as Christians this yeah. this possible insult and it's um, it's got loads of connotations for loads of people, um, but the question is, is what is a Christian really? Yeah. Um, not the title, not what we think, but what does the Bible actually say um, about us being Christians? And before anybody was called a follower of the way, before they were called a Christian, uh, they were Jesus's disciples. Yeah. These were the originals. They were the people who followed Jesus. And disciple isn't really a word that we would use in our culture anymore. Um, but essentially, a, a, a disciple would have been like an apprentice. Yeah. Someone would have discipled under a um, 
uh, under a carpenter or mm-hmm. a, a, as a as a rabbi they would have had disciples they yeah, would have had yeah. followers who would have learned from them um, and so that's kind of a helpful way for us to think about what is a christian well a christian is an apprentice of jesus and um, I, I think that's a good and helpful kind of modern day way of thinking. Yeah. Um, and also takes away from the idea that it is some sort of title or just some sort of inherited um, uh, definition that somebody has. It's practical. Yeah. And you, you, you choose to be an apprentice. Yeah. You opt to become an apprentice. You're not like thrown into it or you automatically become it. So there's that decision, decision and element to say, I'm going to. I want to learn I'm opting to in. be like this. Yeah, this, is, yeah, yeah. this is what I want to become. So I'm going to engage with with that. And uh, and the Bible picks that up really about the process, I suppose, of what it means to enter into this apprenticeship. Yeah, definitely. So what would you say from your perspective, from what you read in the Bible, if you were going to start that journey, how do you become an apprentice of Jesus? How, yeah. how do you begin that? Um, you know, I think the, the best place to go is the origins of, of people who first became believers, yeah. followers of Jesus, um, after Jesus' ascension. Because the the disciples, Jesus was literally on the ground yeah. <laughs> saying, you, 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 come with me, follow yeah. me. And and, um, and and they did, and, and, and along with others. But then after Jesus ascended back to heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit. The disciples who were there waiting for the Holy Spirit receive the Holy Spirit. They get out onto the streets of Jerusalem, and they, they start, they, they draw a big crowd. Yeah. And then Peter preaches and he says, Jesus, who you crucified, is Lord and Messiah. Yep. So some people who listened to what Peter said at that moment were like, he's the one, he's the Messiah. Jesus is the Messiah. He's the one I should be following. I want yep. to be an apprentice of Jesus. And it says they were cut to the heart. And yeah, they yeah. asked the question, what should we do? And what do you do now? Like <laughs> Jesus isn't here anymore. We can't follow him like you did. So yeah, what exactly. do we do? It's a great question. So Peter's response to that is, okay, you, you've had this understanding that he is who he said he is. Yep. You've acknowledged that. Um, so this is what you do. And, and the first thing that he says is repent and turn to God. So in yeah. Acts 2.38, he says repent means do a U-turn, like turn 180 degrees, change your mind. Yeah. Um, stop walking away from God and start walking towards God. Stop kind of doing things you set in your own, you know, by your own ways and, mm. and start following God's ways and Jesus' ways. And that's kind of the first step, really. Mm. Once you understand that this Jesus is who he says he is, yeah. then we've got to make a decision. Yeah. And either I'm like, that's great for you or Jeff or Nancy, <laughs> um, who were Christians, obviously, but, <laughs> but it's not for me. So I'm just going to carry on. Or you turn and you think, all right, this is going to be a, a, a moment in my life that is transforming. I, I make a U-turn to follow, to follow Jesus. That's the first part of it. Repent. Yeah. And he says, be baptized, baptized in water yep. um, by immersion, which maybe we can pick up another time. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and it says they received the Holy Spirit and they were added to the church. So you kind of got this amazing group of people from 120 to 3,120. Wow. That's a good shift in numbers. <laughs> all because of one preach. Yeah. And it's about, right, we want to be apprentices of Jesus. And all of a sudden, all these people had signed up yeah. to be followers and apprentices of Jesus. And that's really, uh, it's a really, um, it's quite a, a touching thought in some ways because repent it, it has again it has loads of connotations yeah. because of what you know the society would br- br- almost negative and, like negative connotations yeah, yeah yeah i think so you know this like repent fall down on your knees you know yes repentance involves um apologizing turning away saying sorry for the things that um because you were walking the wrong direction we were all mm. walking in the opposite direction to the way we should have been yeah and it's about turning around and acknowledging and and part of that acknowledging then is for us to say 
that I was wrong. Yeah. Um, so that's definitely part of it. But actually what Jesus is saying in that is exactly the same as what he said to those first disciples, follow mm. me. Yeah. Um, in the same way that they were off going in another direction, they yeah. were doing their thing and he says, no, follow me. Yeah. And he's saying the same thing to people now. Absolutely. It's still a case of follow me. Come yeah. learn um, what it is to, to live life with God, which yeah. is how we were all designed anyway. And then, and within that then is not just follow me when you fancy it or follow me because right now it suits you. Yeah. But actually there's this shift of understanding as if Jesus who is who he says he is. He's the Lord yeah. and Messiah. So Messiah, meant we, we talked a bit about the things that Jesus said about himself in one of yeah. the previous 21 questions. So the, the kind of the anointed one, the chosen one, the one who could save us. But also Lord means like he's the boss. He is the boss, yeah. And therefore I don't just do things my own way. I do things his way. So yep. there's there's a very clear description in, in, in Romans that, that you confess Jesus as Lord. You, yes. You, you literally speak it out. Yeah. Because yeah, actually yeah. we can think lots of things, but mm. as soon as you say it, it's like something sealed. In yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So we believe in our hearts and we confess mm. with our mouth that Jesus, you, you died, you rose again and you're alive and you're, you're number one. Yeah. Now. I'm going to follow you. And it's interesting that the first thing we do after we repent is do something that we're told to do. Yes. <laughs> it's like you repent and you're baptized. And yeah. actually that is like the first thing that Jesus asks you to do. He says, okay, you're saying I'm boss, get in the water. Yeah. You know, wash your old life away. And um, there is something incredibly powerful about being willing to say you are, you are the boss, you are in charge um, I am no longer boss of my own life. Mm -hmm. And and I think that is that is key to an understanding of what it is to be a Christian, is it's willing to say, I am not God of my own life anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I I had the freedom to be God of my own life and, and look where it's got me. Yeah. Um, but actually, I recognize that you are God and therefore you're in charge. Absolutely. And that's really powerful. And as a result of that, it that is why you cannot be a Christian because of anybody else's actions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be a Christian because of your parents' decision or your grandparents' decision. You can't be a Christian because you were born in a Christian country. You can't be a Christian because you go to church. Yeah. Those those don't make you a Christian. No. It's a personal decision, like a quality decision. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and it's then a decision that you continue to follow up on. Yeah. And you need other Christians to help you in that. You know, Jesus called his called disciples. He didn't just have one bloke following him for <laughs> three years. He had lots of people following him and together they, I think they kept one another on track as well, you know. Yeah. So, so we'll, we'll talk about the church another time, but which, which is you know the Christian community, if you like. But yeah, yeah. But that important understanding of the, be a Christian, you don't fall into it. It's a decision that you make, and it's a decision then that you live with. Yeah. And you, and as in you, you, you live out yeah. rather than you live with like, oh, great, now I've yeah, got yeah. this, you know. But <laughs> you actually live it out every day as a as a daily decision to keep following him as well. So. Yeah. And that's uh, that's a really helpful kind. of, thought takers on actually to say making that decision is not like the end point it's the beginning Absolutely, and actually yeah, it begins yeah, you do then make that decision every day mm -hmm. um and and therefore it impacts your life it's not just a uh, an inner belief but that inner belief then um does something and 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 i think it's a fair question to ask, well, what do Christians actually do? You know, if you were, if you were a plumbing apprentice, you yeah. would train and become a plumber. If you were a carpentry apprentice, you would train and become a carpenter. So but can you imagine signing up for an apprenticeship as a plumber? You go on day one, you get like days one worth of training. And then you're like, I'm not going to do this anymore, but I am a plumber. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. start plumbing. You know, I am Mario. Right. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> But it just—it's a nonsense. No, like you're not—you're not a plumber, mate. No, no, no. I'm not having you in my kitchen. 
<laughs> I'm definitely in my bathroom. So it's true. So there's got to be that constant decision. And it also then sets a precedent as well to say you can't um, beat yourself up if after day one you're not the perfect plumber. No, exactly. <laughs> because actually you need some training. I love that description. The perfect plumber. <laughs> the perfect plumber. What is the well, Mario? We've already talked about. Yeah. Him. Maybe Luigi. Luigi, Luigi special. As well. <laughs> but so so I guess let's talk about a bit. What is it that Christians actually do? Um, what is it that we are apprenticing? They tell in? people how bad they are. No, they don't do that. <laughs> no, they do not do that. That is not <laughs> well, their job. Step one is to believe in Jesus, which we've talked yeah. about. You know, God sent Jesus into the world to save the world. Yep. And to um, to essentially by purchase back, really, his family, his children, yes. and by sending his son to die for us. So, so believing that, that God sent Jesus yep. for us is is like a primary step. So in that verse there in uh, John six twenty nine, he says, uh, this is the only work God wants from you. Believe in the one he sent. And Jesus is referring to himself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, it's, it's the believing in Jesus, believing Isn't, he's the son of God. Yeah. And, and it's an incredible statement, <laughs> actually, like, um, because there are so, and we will talk about some of the, come on to now, but there are, there are things that are expected of Christians um, from from God's perspective. But, but it's incredible that actually it starts with, the, the only thing I require of you or the first thing I require of you is just to believe in me. Yeah. Um, and that's where it all starts. You know, it's not about um, kind of ticking off a checklist of like, okay, now I'm perfect. Mm. Um, it starts with, I have faith in the person that God has sent to save us, to help us, to lead us, to guide us. Um, I have faith in him and I believe in him. It's really important that people think, I'll get my life sorted <laughs> and then I'll become a Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't it's work that way. It's like, no, the only way our lives can be sorted is by beca- is by putting our faith in Jesus rather than, it's almost like, you know, having a shower before you get in the bath or whatever. It's like, <laughs> you just, no, you just need to come to him and, and he's the one then. We believe in him. He transforms us when we do that. We're, the Bible says we're born again and yeah. and um, and we're, we're then, then called to live in a relationship with him. We're not signing up to a religion. No. You're not put on like a religious electoral role now and like your name and your address and your date of birth is on there and you're signed <laughs> up to a religion until you sign off. Yeah. You, you're brought into a relationship with Je- with God and yeah. Jesus by uh, that decision. Definitely. And when Jesus calls his first disciples, it's this beautiful description. And he says he, he called his disciples to be with him yeah. and then to send them out to preach. And it's it's just that beautiful distinction that before anything else, he called his disciples to be with him. Yeah, yeah. And that's what he calls every Christian to do first and foremost. It's not about what you can do for him. He's God. He doesn't need us. <laughs> like yeah. we need him. Yeah, absolutely. And actually that's, that's the first thing about being a Christian is that he says, no, come and be with me. Yeah. Um, before you do anything, before you are um, kind of sent out in any way, just come and be with me. And I don't think they ever really spent much time apart from him. Like, no. <laughs> like Jesus Even sometimes, physically. he would go away and pray, like sometimes just to be with his father and pray. Yeah. But otherwise, he's pretty much, he's rubbing shoulders with these guys then for the next three years. So being with him meant being with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and, it's, and then when you're with him, then you become like him. You become the person that you like, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and so I think that's the next thing then it, we, you know, we recognize that God sent him. Then we understand that he's calling us to him. We live with him. And then that's the process then of how we become more like him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you hear, you hear it all the time, don't you? Of like, um, couples, the longer they're together, you're yeah. like, oh, they are adopting each other's mannerisms. You also hear it with people and their dogs, but we won't get into that, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, <laughs> you know, there is this, there is this essence that the more you're with someone, you rub off on them and they rub off on you. 
And, um, and, you know, the more we are with Jesus, the more we look like him, the more we become to think, you know, the more we think yeah. like him and we act like him. And, and all of a sudden, these things that we do and, and our behaviors, and this is what I think the Bible means when it talks about you'll no longer follow a law that's kind of external to you, but I'm going to write the law in your heart, mm. is that you realize, oh, you know, forgiveness, um, kindness, gentleness, um, love, all these things that jesus talks about and has it has a definition of you know yeah. not necessarily what we would understand those things to be like from a worldly perspective but how jesus says them we realize oh they are they're like the keys to life they're mm -hmm. they're the way we're supposed to live they're the way we're designed to live and and as you see as you spend time with jesus you're like him he, you uh, sorry as you spend time with jesus and you see what he's like yeah. you read his word you pray you spend time with other believers um, he rubs off on us mm. yeah, <laughs> and yeah. we become like him and it's, it's well, he, incredible. And, and the transformation takes place within first anyway. So when we repent and turn to him, the Holy Spirit comes to live in us yep. and he then helps us to live in a way that pleases God and honors Jesus, directs us in that way. When we baptize in water, the things that we want to leave behind, you know, the the issues, the, sit, the, the sins, the, the mistakes, the habits, the attitudes that we just think they, they, they're, they're toxic. Yeah. You leave those behind. And then when we're full of the Holy Spirit, he empowers us to live the Christian life anyway. And, and Jesus went through the waters of baptism and Jesus also received the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So yep. we, we'd like him in those ways as well. And that's how we then walk it out every day is, is doing those things. Exactly. And, and that's really Living helpful that, that we can look at Jesus and go, okay, he lived the life that he's called us to live you know mm. um he he set the example for us and and so we can we can look at him and say we can become like him but then we can do the things that he did like you say by the power of the spirit he he empowers us to impact the world around us and he sends he sends his you know followers out to heal the sick mm -hmm. preach the good news of the kingdom of god to deliver people from an enemy that wants to steal and kill and destroy and 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 a world that essentially wants to you wants to take and take and take and actually god has come to give of yeah, himself yeah. and he he differentiates himself from the world like that and there's uh, again another beautiful verse about jesus the fact that he came to it says he came to seek and save the lost mm -hmm. that was his desire he comes to give he comes to seek he comes to save he doesn't just um it's kind of sit on a mountaintop and wait for everyone to come for him he went he goes out for people yeah he says they didn't come for the healthy, I came for the sick. Like yeah. he didn't come for the perfect, I came for the imperfect. And, yeah, yeah. and nobody's perfect, but he's saying, I didn't come for the people who think they're perfect. I came yeah. for the people who know they're far from it. Yeah, exactly. And again, it's like that openness to him. For you, when you became, how old were you when you became a Christian? I was uh, about 16. Okay. Um, not 100% sure, but around about 16. Yeah. Um, so I didn't grow up in a Christian family. And, um, and I think I was very aware of the fact that I thought I was like, an okay person um but was just very aware of my own thoughts you know the behaviors in private the things you say the the i i was just very aware of the fact that when i became a christian i looked nothing like jesus mm. and and i wasn't a bad person but i just realized that i didn't i didn't look like this person mm. who was incredible and so how did um, you find out about jesus then so i basically how did you went, make that comparison I, I, I really it was for me it was being around other christian it was being around christians okay. which really demonstrated it for me you know i met a guy called steve andrews um at school who um who just for me was like the nicest guy i'd ever met okay um but in a really genuine way in yeah. a way that he 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 
he just wanted the best for everyone he met mm. and he um he cared about people and he thought the best of people and he didn't talk about people behind their back he was he was just really really different it's a quality guy basically. he was yeah he was yeah. a quality guy and yeah. i um just looked at this guy and thought there's there's something about you that almost it's strange it, it almost didn't come from him yeah I know it was mean. like uh it, it it was like something beyond um what the average person that you know nice i've met nice people like yeah like, like nice on steroids <laughs> nice on steroids yeah <laughs> um and i but i just i just looked at him and thought i uh, i don't think i could be like that on my own um and i realized that he wasn't like that on yeah. his own yeah. he he had he had found someone who modeled for him um what life was supposed to look like and how you were supposed to be and that was jesus yeah and he yeah. imitated jesus and when i saw that i thought i want to be like that i want yeah. my life to look like that and um and then began a journey for me of you know finding faith for myself um but it was just off of this person who i thought you just look really different you are living you are living a kingdom life you are mm. living like jesus mm. um and actually that's a beautiful way to live mm. it's, a, it's a way to live that i really want for myself yeah yeah um yeah so, it, that's great so you were inspired by seeing somebody who themselves were a follower of jesus and apprentice of jesus and you're like oh, that's that's i want to get on that yeah definitely and, <laughs> and i'm not surprised that that happened because jesus you know he tells us then to to make other apprentices you mm. know so he he says to us like part of the thing you're supposed to do as my follower is is make other followers make disciples to yeah. make disciples to show other people this life that i've got for you and what it's like to live that yeah and um and and then when you do that spend time together yeah hang yeah, out yeah. together be together and like you said we're gonna talk probably in the next episode about um the church and what what that means to be part of a, a kingdom community a, a church um uh, full of jesus apprentices yeah um but that's such a powerful thing that jesus calls us to do is is to be with other other believers other people like him and i think it's important to to say that for us we believe that putting your faith your trust in jesus saves you from separation from god and maybe absolutely i think we're, we won't pick this up now but i think we, we it's important that we talk about heaven and hell mm -hmm. we talk about what that means yeah yeah because again those things are uh, are out there questions about those things but but what the bible says is that jesus says i came to give you life and yeah. life to the full um that he's the way the truth and the life and that word life literally mm -hmm. means like an eternal life yeah yeah um something that brings us into something that's eternal yeah um, and saves us from something that's also eternal but is the opposite of life yeah, yeah and yeah. so therefore I, I just think that's really important to say as well you know it's, it's not just changing us in this world yes, in this yeah, life yeah. as it were but there's something that goes beyond that even beyond physical death yes that we as christians believe that's the difference that jesus makes to us and but I just thought, you know, thought yeah, I no, it. we we've got to we've got to talk about that because to inherit eternal life, to to get life with God, is is something that I th I think like just in the culture we live in, we don't we don't think a lot about death. We do everything we can to avoid death, yeah, um, and and string out life as long as possible here because um, we don't know what's coming after, and mm -hmm. there, there is a lack of confidence because of that kind of um, erosion of. Um, faith in an afterlife and, and and in god and and so i think people are, are a bit scared we're gonna have to pick what up what is. happens after you die That's yeah we're, we're gonna, gonna okay, yeah we're gonna have right. to do that another question point, definitely another question for but another i think day, but. i think it's also important to say that in this life christians don't always get it right yeah true 
Um, I, I, I've been a, I grew up in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. My parents became Christians when I was very young. Yeah, yeah. I was six months old. My parents had no church background, similar to you, in their early 20s. My dad on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Um, and he uh, just, my, his, my, my auntie, so my dad's sister, had become a Christian about six, nine months earlier. He'd seen a massive difference with, in her life and my uncle's life. And she she was a follower of Jesus. That's what she she knew she was, and yeah, yeah. and he'd seen them transformed. And so they, my dad and my mum went to church, and they became Christians. They became followers of Jesus. Um, and it, so I've grown up in that. But I but I also know that I, I made I've made my own decision to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. I've not inherited that from them. But as a follower of Jesus, and while I've been a follower of Jesus, I've not I'm far from perfect. Same, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and it's important that we say that you know that. The apprentices mm. get stuff wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they they stuff stuff up. Yeah, they yeah. Put yeah. the YouTube on not YouTube. You bend. <laughs> you bend on, on the YouTube. That's how bad I am as a plumber. <laughs> I put YouTube on the toilet, and a U bend on the internet. But uh, a internet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. no, but, but the reason that's important, and it's important to talk about what happens when we get it wrong, is because that's something that's quite that's often like leveled as a. Um, you are Christians, you should know better, Mm. you shouldn't do that. And actually a lot of people kind of turn away from faith, the idea of it, because they expect Christians to be perfect. And actually Jesus never expected us to be perfect. He's done something in us um, to transform us and that is being worked out and that is being transformed. That's why repentance, you know, we talked about earlier, is not a one-off thing. It's not you do it all at the beginning and then if you mess up from there that's it you're out yeah. that's not the point Jesus puts loads of instructions in his in the Bible about how to live in community with each other mm-hmm. when you get things wrong when you make mistakes how to rectify those mistakes you yeah. know and and you know that there should be an expectation and there should be uh, what what the Bible calls fruit of repentance mm-hmm. you know our lives should look different because we've said we're not going to live like that anymore we're going to live like this yeah and therefore like our lives should move in a trajectory that looks more and more and more like the life of Jesus absolutely I think it's persistency in a certain way or attitude or behavior that's 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 bad or poisonous or detrimental yeah and we kind of you know for to, to get into a pattern of that and, and live that without addressing it yeah. Is, is is a challenge, but but when those things come and we 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 seek to to again turn away from those things, yeah. follow him again. That's that picture of repentance, isn't it? To yeah, exactly. Challenges those things, and and I think that's you know as as Christians we're to forgive one another. Which which if the yeah. Bible says you need to forgive one another, what does that mean? It means we're going to need to forgive one another. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah exactly. It means we're going to offend one another, and then that's not just within the church. That's also outside of the church as well. So there's a clear description that Christians aren't perfect. None of us as Christians are perfect. Yeah. Um, can be you just got to read the Gospels and look at Jesus' disciples. Or, yeah, absolutely. Like, they messed up constantly. And I think it's just good to put that out there. But, but but to sum up, really, it's, it's important saying Jesus says, "Go make disciples of all nations." So, yeah. you know, not just Jesus didn't say, "Go make disciples of Europe and uh, North America." <laughs> he said, "Of all nations." So anyone can become an apprentice and a follower of Jesus. I think that's really important. No matter how old or yeah. how young you are, if you can understand what it means, who he is, and what it means to be a, a believer and a follower of Jesus, then well, that's it. So the question comes down then to. 
what are you what are you going to do yeah exactly you know i can't make that decision for you you can't make that decision for me no so it's what am i going to do with this information no and that's why we're doing this series you know 21 questions is all about exploring those questions because the reality is when you look at jesus disciples like it took peter about three years to recognize who jesus really was like, yeah they they looked at him and they thought this guy's special this guy's different there's something about him there's some hints in there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it took him a while yeah, yeah. to go you're the messiah you are God. Yeah, you a are Lord. Massive point in his life. Exactly, it? and and there is this point where he makes a decision, and for all of us, that's what we've got to explore until we can confidently say one way or the other. You know, we that we need to come to that place where we can say, "You're Lord," mm. and and we're willing then to uh, to make the decision to follow him for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's lots more we could talk about, but I think that just Always. covers the basis <laughs> of it. And just to say, if you're watching this and you're not a Christian, or you you maybe realise that you're you're not a Christian that we've described, and you'd like to find out more, really do get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. And um, in the next um, twenty one questions yeah. episode, we'll talk then a bit more about the church. Yeah. And um, particularly, like, is the church outdated now? Is it kind of run its course? Or is there something that is still there for the church to do? We'll have to come back to find out. Yeah. So thanks for watching. <laughs>